0: The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhe on SAFM. World Intellectual Property Day, specifically IP infringements and the pandemic. The South African government and business leaders joined forces today during a World Intellectual Property Day virtual webinar hosted by the Companies and Intellectual Property Commission, CIPC. To discuss the importance of intellectual property rights in combating particularly illicit trade. The webinar was aimed at fa- facilitating engagement between various stakeholders in South Africa to support and collaborate with each other in efforts to raise awareness of the threat and impact of illicit goods and IP infringements. World Intellectual Property Day on the 26th of April is celebrated annually and this dating back from 1970 with the world intellectual property organization convention coming into effect south africa has been a member since 1975 to discuss this and all things related thereto ms amanda lotheringen who is the senior manager at the cipc in south africa specifically for enforcement senior manager of copyright and intellectual property enforcement amanda good evening thank you so much for joining us
1: yeah good evening to you too thank you for having me on your show
0: Something which goes on under the radar, for a, for the most part, in our everyday transactions in this country, but something so fundamental to the protection of rights, protection of development, protection of innovation, and, as we have seen, protection of lives and democracies, intellectual property.
1: Yeah, and that's quite a mouthful, and you can actually add to that protection of investment and direct protection of job opportunities. And isn't that what we all strive for in South Africa?
0: Absolutely. Let's talk about specifically your role as we just look to unpack. Of course, we are probably going to at best scratch the surface of what you do and the importance of World Intellectual Property Day. But just a teaser even is going to be enough in the time that we have allocated. What role do you have as the Copyright and Intellectual Property Enforcement Manager there?
1: Yeah, the CIPC is a government agency and we fall within the ambit of the Department of Industry. And the DTI actually, um, looks after job opportunities and investment. And the intellectual property are fundamental to what we want to achieve in that area. Mm. So at the CIPC, we do both areas. We look at the registration of IP, and there's four types of IP. You've got your trademarks, which are the ones we mostly involved in, in, infringement and illicit trade. We call it unfitting. If you put a trademark on a product and it's not authorized. Then you have copyright, and that's where all the music and the films and, um, the photography all comes into play. And then you have the patents. And the patents are the, um, the intellectual property that supports, for instance, the medicines that mm. we use on a daily basis. And the vaccines that we currently, um, have big debates over in terms of the IP in the vaccines and mm. where it belongs and, and accessibility of the, um, vaccines to countries that don't have all the money in the world to pay for them. So those become very interesting debates. So at CIPC, we do the registration of IP rights, and then we um, have an operational function as well, where we try and collaborate with industry to protect their IP rights once they registered. We further play a coordination role between the government departments responsible for intellectual property. Mm. In the enforcement space, our biggest barrier of defense is our social customs officials because they have to ensure that we stop the goods before it comes into home consumption. And then the police and the mandate was given to the directorate for priority crime, which is the hawks as we know them. So the police play a crucial and fundamental role to enforce on the market spaces, in the city centers. You've seen on the news and lots of pictures where they've confiscated tons and tons of clothing and footwear and bags and um, then remove it from the marketplace and then the criminal matters or the civil settlement matters continue from there. And then you have your um, bylaw inspectors and your metro police officials that actually plays a detection role. They're out there seeing the goods and then advise the various departments responsible to then do the seizure operations and take action against this. And then the last thing that we do is we play a very important role and that's why I was so happy that you invited me to your show that we want to create awareness with the general public. Mm. They need to be educated, told about the importance of intellectual property rights, told about how you can generate your own rights as an SME. develop and design a trademark, get it registered, start trading on the trademark, because there's value in IP. Most brands in the world build a lot of their wealth on their intellectual property rights. And good examples would be Louis Vuitton handbags and Nike does, those brands. Trademarks, stuff, yes. All of those
0: trademarks, yes. Let me, inter, let, let, me let me engage a bigger your and not interrupt. 2049 is the time. Perhaps time for one or two calls. Johannesburg seven one four two thousand and six do participate, please. We're talking all things intellectual property, especially today being World Intellectual Property Day. We're going to spend a bit more time on patent as you were talking about some of these institutions that are critical in the work of ultimately the CIPC and the protection of intellectual property. South African Bureau of Standards talk to us about that relationship. It's especially critical, more especially when you talk about the police and customs union or the customs officials ensuring that particular goods that have not for whatever reason met the thresholds or standards are not fit for purpose or consumption, do not get out there onto the streets for me to purchase. You almost have to have a standard and when we talk standards, I can only relate it to SABS. The work that SABS does in relation to what you do and the importance of collaboration.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting discussion. We actually now refer to them as the NRCS, the National Regulator for Compulsory Standards. They are the new SABS, and they make sure that the basic standards are in place. And they're actually a very important player in this multi-agency approach that we have towards illicit trade and substandard products. But that's not a counterfeit product. That's not a trademark that was applied. But they do play a very important role, and especially in us collaborating to make sure that we throw the book at these culprits selling substandard goods, illicit goods, because all of these things goes into one basket of illicit trade. And people involved or traders involved in the illicit economy, they don't pay the taxes that supports our government's initiatives to educate and uplift the country. They just take as much as they can from the system. And that's why it's so important for us to work together with the um, old SABS, as you refer to them, and ensure that there's a basic standard. We also don't want to duplicate. So if you've got law enforcement out there and they can take care of this bundle of contraventions, it's easier for us to say, all right, we go into a shop, we look at the... um, We sometimes take the uh, health inspectors along, home affairs are on board, the National Regulator for Compulsory Standards guys are there, the National Consumer Office, where they look at consumer contraventions, misleading advertisements, and then... um, We look at all the contraventions and then just take as many of the products from the shelves and out of the trade as we can. That's not good for consumers or it can make them ill or it doesn't meet the required standards.
0: That's interesting. Let's park that comment for a moment because I do want to spend a bit of time talking and discussing patents. First, I know what it is, but let's just define patents for ease of reference for everybody part of this conversation. I want to have this conversation of patents in the light of the protections that patents are for such innovations, particularly innovations in medicine, and how that, the debate that has been going on, whether or not to protect such patents in the light of COVID-19, specifically when the world is in dire need for a vaccine, the African continent in particular. So please explain what patents are, how it is defined, and then we get into the debate, which is critically raging on in the world.
1: Yeah, so Thank you for that question. But in the enforcement space, um, I'm going to talk about the patents just now, but let me just define. Yes. that In the enforcement space, we, um, the criminal enforcement of patents are not done in South Africa. It's a civil contravention. So the parties take each other to the high courts and they fight the battle there. So in our area specifically, we don't protect patents. But um, I can talk a little bit on the patent area. We look at the trademark counterfeiting in the copyright piracy area. But the protection of patents um, lasts for 20 years. And there's a debate on whether one should actually protect your recipe because, in effect, when we talk about pharmaceutical patents, mm. it's a recipe mm. to put a specific medicine together. And you have been 20 years to exploit that recipe commercially. And after that 20-year period has lapsed, it goes into the public domain. And that's when we have the generic products. So with the vaccines we talked about just now, this is very new. Everybody worked around the clock to get vaccines that can fight this COVID pandemic. And now the debate is because it would be in the public good to have everybody vaccinated as quickly as possible to get the world back to a sort of normal situation. They want to have this recipe open in the public domain or available so that they can start making as many generics as possible to fight the pandemic as a world community. And that's debates that will be happen on a very high political level. And I don't really um, want to raise an opinion because it would be a very personal opinion and it would not be the official government position. But that's the kind of debates we should be having um, on those platforms about um, the vaccines in specific, but that doesn't attack the validity of intellectual property and having patents in place, because there's a specific reason for having a patent in place. Because if you don't protect it in that way, we will not have enough money to do further research and development, which is crucial to make sure that we find new cures for new diseases that evolve as we grow. As a
0: world population. Isn't it precisely for that reason then perhaps WIPO could relax some of the protections on patents insofar as it relates to responding to a global pandemic that is once in a century so nobody alive today would ever have been involved in a case study, if I can call it that, that requires the re-engagement of the rules of 1970 that were concluded at the founding of WIPO?
1: Yeah, I think those discussions are happening at the World Trade Organization and WIPO are fundamentally involved. And I'm sure eventually when we get to a situation that these decisions are taken, um, it would be taken in terms of the um, greater good and to make sure that our pop- population benefits from what we need to have at this time.
0: Sure. Let's take one quick call from Uppington. Her name is Aisha. Aisha, good evening. Amanda's on the line. Good evening, Sandeza.
1: Good evening, Amanda. Concerning vaccines, we have to create our own vaccines, full stop, because their vaccines are not really working anyway. Um, What I'd like to talk about patents is, uh, Amanda, as far as I know, CRPC does, uh, for blacks now, does one patent for you, and that is that only covers... South Africa. Am I correct or am I incorrect in in that? Um thank you for your question, Isa. The CIPC um, have various programs to register and assist inventors in getting their patents registered. In South Africa, our patent system used to have um, the provision that we don't have to substantially investigate the patent. So you're registered in South Africa, but it's only relevant for the South African marketplace. But that doesn't give you the protection you need for your patent. So it's much more valuable to you to get it investigated and to make sure that it meets the world standard to be patented, and then you can market your product all over the world. We have the Invented Assistance Program that you can apply for. So if you need assistance to get your patent registered in other countries as well, that program is definitely for you. You can Google it and it's available. The forms are all available on our website. Okay. It's, it, 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 it's not the forms that I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about who's going to pay for those patents. That's what the Inventor's Assistance Program does. It gives you pro bono, which is for free access to the best patent attorneys in our country, as well as experts from the World Intellectual Property Organization to assist you to take your patent forward. They assist you with knowledge, know-how, and the monetary or the funds
0: to register the patent,
1: depending on how how validative the patents are. Okay, thank you. Bye. Thanks, Thanks Aisha. A pleasure
0: either. Thank you. Final comment then, Amanda, because I've got what? Just short of two minutes before we take the news break. South mm-hmm. Africa's engagement at WIPO, to the extent that we are contributing to the intellectual property development of the world, how does South Africa feature? Of course, we're part of the World Trade Organization as well. We joined the GATT in 1994. But specifically here, this is where, if you like, the rubber hits the tar, because this is where a lot of money is made or not made that could be made insofar as it relates to protection of IP, exploiting IP, the necessary collaborations. What's happening there for South Africa's systemic <laughs> perspective?
1: Yeah, um so before the travel ban, we used to be in WIPO every second month, different government officials. Mm. So we are very actively involved. This is one of the functions of the CIPC. We send our senior manager for patents to attend all the patent related meetings. The copyright the same on the enforcement area. We've got the advisory committee on enforcement that I've chaired twice over the past couple of years. And that's where we talk about the implementation and what works for South Africa as a developing country, mm-hmm. and how can we benefit, and how can our citizens and our inventors and creators benefit. So we write up there. We do this under the umbrella of DIRCA, which is the International Department, because these are international discussions that happen in a controlled mm-hmm. environment, mm-hmm. but I can assure you the experts from CIPC are there and they make sure that we protect what is South African.
0: No, you have to come back, please, 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 Amanda. I've, I've got sure. more questions now the more you talk because it is important for us to understand the work of the CIPC because people just think it's just a place where companies are registered and that's it and where directors are found to be here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> I think a lot of development for the country can be exploited more, especially when you say until COVID happened, it was a space that from the account you've offered was being exploited precisely because you need to be seen in these spaces for the interests of that community that you represent, community of South Africa in this case, to move forward and to always be um, considered. Final comment then as you to
1: Okay, the final comment is, yes, please, I'll come back. Even if you want to have a talk show on a, a, a weekly basis, I would love to share intellectual property developments in the country. One of the very interesting spaces and things we're talking about currently is geographical indications. That's our rooibos and our Africa mm-hmm, potato. Mm-hmm. And bultong, and those are the things that we as South Africans must drive because that's where money can come from and small businesses can definitely benefit from GIs. They must just mobilize themselves and know where to get the rights, intellectual property rights advice. And that's at the CIPC.
0: That robust conversation is ultra critical because I mean I can I'm gonna talk about port and then we're talking about the specific sweet wine from Portugal. Talk about champagne from <laughs> yeah. a particular region in France. We could go on forever. You have Great a date, time. certainly. Amanda, thank you so much for your time. We do appreciate that.
1: It's a pleasure. We speak soon.
0: Certainly, Miss Amanda. Lotharingen, Senior Manager of Copyright and Intellectual Property Enforcement at the CIPC in South Africa. Ma'am, thanks so much for your time, and I beg your pardon, Greg, but I couldn't have cut it. Certainly not.